In one week, I can put a bug so far up her ass she don't know whether to shit or wind her wristwatch. That's right. We watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest this week on The Movie Gap, the podcast that has you scream. How have you not seen that? 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 Welcome to the Movie Gap. I am your host, Chase Austin. And as always, the lobotomized mental patient to my left, Bryce Perkins. I just had my lobotomy, so I can't uh, I don't say anything. I get it. I get it. I get it. We're off to a hot uh, start. Hot start. All right. Well, um, this week we watched uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. You watched it for the first time. Uh, but before we get started... Um, I wanted to say, make sure that you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. You know, visit us over at uh, on Instagram at the Movie Gap, Facebook at the Movie Gap, uh, Twitter at the Movie Gap. Follow us on all that. Like and follow. Shit. And um, you know, smash that like button. You got to do it. You got to do it. Leave when us you some see comments. That little like button in your face. And Let no us know your thoughts that, on you know, uh, I mean, you know reboots, recast, and and the movies that we cover and. Everything else, be part of the conversation, y'all. When you see that red subscribe button in your face, you can't resist that. You know what I mean, Doc? You're going to be doing... Yeah, I'm going to be doing a lot of Jack. Yeah, which really just is a terrible impression of Christian Slater. Because <laughs> Christian Slater is just a terrible impersonation of Jack Nicholson. I'll be right back. I'm going to go commit myself to the loony bid because uh, my yeah, feelings better. are so hurt by what you said to yeah, me. You better. And then I'm going to do myself a billy... Good. Don't tell, don't tell my mom. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so unnecessarily rude. Okay. Uh, well, all that right. was good. Uh, so, Bryce. Yeah. How you been, man? Um, I've been doing great. I've been doing good. I took a nice dump in your house yeah, uh, before I'm we started recording aware. this. Uh, and I just want to say thank you for always allowing me to do that should uh, the occasion arise. Um, I feel much more peaceful and uh, comfortable Yeah, and because of it. You still look as though you just got off work from some nondescript uh, rest, <laughs> fast food restaurant. This is, my, this is out of my uh, Kevin Smith protagonist. Um, wardrobe closet um, in the 90s. Yeah. And I just got to say, I'm feeling great, baby. All right. Well, let's get right into it then. Okay. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay, I can do that. This is a uh, film that I hold near and dear. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. It, uh, I... Apparently, you're not alone in that. Yeah, I saw this movie when uh, I was in high school and I actually then read the book and the book is fucking fabulous. I have a copy of it right here. 
Um, I uh, so clearly I own the book. I own several copies of the script because I directed it my senior year. Uh, I also have a signed copy of the film script signed by Jack Nicholson. Uh, really? Yeah. Um, Louis Fletcher and uh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh. It's, right, it's hanging up right over there. Oh. And uh, your wife actually gave that to me. Oh, is it a real signature? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. And um, now that's you- just the, the cover page framed. I have the rest of the script. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Like all covered up so it doesn't get damaged and everything. Neat. We could have brought that down and had it be this. Yeah, but it's got glass well. on it. It would. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you also shiny. own the rights to the movie now, don't you? Yeah, sure. To the movie, I'll, I'll take. The yeah, I'll say that. I'll I'll, t- I'll take that. Tight. Um, yeah. So I love this movie. I uh, am deeply entrenched in all of the stories and the different versions. And uh, you had never seen it. Never seen the movie. I saw a high school uh, one act adaptation of it. Uh, my Is that jun- where- my junior year of high school. Yeah, uh, it was put on at uh, my high school, Katie High School. Um, uh, our good friend Harrison played Harrison Small. Harrison Small played uh, pretty Murphy. much the easiest casting I ever had to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he did great, um, and. And then my wife, Ashley, I don't know if you know this, but she played Nurse Ratchet. Oh. And, yeah. That's your wife? And, yeah. 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 Oh. Uh, not at the time. Not at the time. That's, that's, that's where you fell in love with her? Um, no. Well, we she fell in love. She fell in love with me way before that. Uh, one of the most infamous what? One of the most infamous villains of, like, cinema oh, history. Yeah, watching her, I was like, God, I gotta marry that woman. <laughs> <laughs> control me ratchet control me um tell me i'm crazy um and um don't remember who directed it or whatever it wasn't important it wasn't really that well directed the the actors in the play really saved it though i will say that blocking was terrible and i could tell that the actors were having a hard time justifying the blocking and and uh, you know taking you know i feel like they were maybe you know, put you know, push the wrong way for motivation and the way they say their lines, and I could tell that they were kind of struggling past that. But they did it; they saved it, uh, in spite of that. So, well, way uh, to be a piece of shit. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into it. Uh, what is the reason that you never got around to seeing the film? Uh, and I guess you pretty much knew the what happens and everything if you saw the play so yeah um i feel obviously the play's a little different well and, i don't you know you saw the one act version the, i don't right version. very cut down um but um and i feel like a lot of the more important parts than the one act version were cut out i didn't what didn't really agree with the editing of it uh but uh the actors really saved it though i'm telling you yeah i wish you guys could have seen the performances uh but they, um, I, I felt a little, I was a little sad that I knew a little bit of the story. Although I didn't like really remember exactly yeah. what was going to happen. I kind of knew that McMurphy was doomed. I knew that it wasn't going to end up good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember he, yeah, they end up, you know, uh, you know, beating him well they lobotomize him but yeah. you know um but i remember the system ends up beating him basically mm-hmm. um 
Uh, and it's very sad and all that. So I feel like it kind of took away the impact that it would have had for my first watch, you know, if I was just completely fresh and had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, that being said, it certainly didn't hurt the experience um, overall. So why did you not ever see this movie? I guess it's not really, again, it's one question, that's not though. really on heavy rotation on cable. Yeah, but but I was around it a lot in high school, as you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, was always very aware of it. And, you know, um, it was certainly one that, like, you know, when I did have that phase in high school where I started wanting to watch, like, the all the old classics and important yeah. movies, I started watching the Kubricks and all that. Yeah. This one certainly could have been in there. It just never did. I don't know. I mean, it is uh, number thirty-three on the, on the AFI Top One Hundred. Oh. It is the second of three. Uh, only the second of three movies ever to sweep the top five. What do you uh, mean by that? Academy Award? Oh, nominations. Oh, what was the first? Uh, the first was Casablanca. No. Oh, no. The first one. Was it happened one night? That was nineteen thirty four. Oh, nobody even remembers that one. Um, the second was this one, and the third one, Titanic. No, that didn't win I any feel like acting I know Oscars. This. I feel like I know this. The top five are director, picture, actor, actress, and um, screenplay. Oh, then was it Lord of the Rings: Return of the King? Nope, no acting wins for that. Oh. Um. Oh, that's a good point. Um. I should know this, right? Yeah. In fact, I know you know it because I've asked you if you've seen it, and you have. Forrest Gump. No. Pulp. No, not Pulp Fiction. Not Pulp Fiction. Philadelphia. No. It's a big one. It's big. It's from the nineties, um, isn't well, it? Well, this will give you want me to give you a clue that gives it away. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, all three of these films. It happened one night. Uh, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and probably most famously, this third one, uh, have a character instruct another character to put or throw something through a into a basket. Oh. <laughs> uh, that didn't give it away. Space Jam? <laughs> that didn't give it away at all. Silence of the Lambs. Oh. Wow. Now yeah. that's the one where everybody's like, it puts lotion in yeah. the basket. Yeah, right. Wait, wait. She's a great big fat person. Yeah, yeah. that's your favorite. Yeah. Um, you haven't brought that one up in a long time. No. You used to love doing that on this show. What happened to you, Jason? Yeah. What happened to you? But, uh, yeah, so in this one, it's uh, <laughs> McMurphy telling Chief, put it in the basket. Yeah. Put it in the basket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, and I've never seen it happen one night. So. I'm not surprised. I have, though. I have seen that one. Yeah, what's it about? It uh, deserves everything that it, it deserved. All of its accolades it got. Uh, Carrie Grant was a fascinating. Uh, and Star Jones did <laughs> incredible <laughs> as the lead. Uh, oh. Marigold Sanchez. Uh, and it is about a knight um that it all happened okay and scene so we can move on come on chaz you know you're feeling this shit <laughs> um yeah so um 
Yeah, I don't know what that movie's about. What yeah. do you want me to say? Well, this movie, uh, you know, won Best Picture. It beat uh, recent movie gap film, Jaws, for the Best Picture. Really? Yeah. Oh. I forgot Jaws was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. And Best Director, which it also lost to this v- film. Which was, ooh, Michael Douglas, which I had no idea. What? Michael Douglas directed the movie. No, he did not. Miles Foreman directed this movie. <laughs> Shit, I was like so certain. <laughs> no, Michael um, Douglas well, was the producer. Well, then I got some bad intel from my father. So yeah, no, he's the producer. Uh, Michael Douglas my, before... My dad got that mixed up. Yeah. But Kirk Douglas was the one that wanted to be he, in the movie, right? So he owned the give rights. Us the, he, give us the okay, background, yeah. baby. Uh, so Kirk Douglas was... Uh, he came across the novel... He loved it. He bought the movie rights. Uh, it was a play. He played Which you now own. He played McMurphy in the in the play off Broadway, um, the first run of it. Uh, he you know so he had the movie rights. Kirk he Douglas, to, yeah, Kirk Douglas. He played McMurphy in the yeah. wow. And he wanted to do it. Um, you know, he wanted to play McMurphy in the movie, but they couldn't get it made. You know, blah blah blah, Hollywood. And by the time you know it was coming around to getting made, he was too old. So uh, his son, Michael Douglas, uh, started out as a producer before okay. he became super famous as an actor. Right. And uh, he, you know, is the one who finally got it made. And uh, Kirk Douglas, you know, sold it off to him. And he's got some back-end money off of it, too. But, uh, yeah, you know, so Michael Douglas is, is, you know, he's got an Academy Award sitting on his shelf from this movie, too. Interesting. So Best producer? Yeah, as producer. Well, producers get the best act, uh, the best picture award. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. They get the statues for that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and um, yeah, the director gets the director. Award. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So anyway, um, so that's the story there. Um, and yeah, yeah. So uh, your dad was uh almost right. Almost right. Yeah. yeah, so he got that mixed up. It would have been really producer funny if, instead of director. <laughs> it would have been really funny if Michael Douglas had nothing to do with it. At all, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. if it was like a different Michael mm-hmm. Douglas. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And a different Kirk yeah. Douglas, too. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, okay. Just a little bit of bad intel, but it's not his fault. No. This apparently is like one of his favorite fucking movies, too. Uh, which I was surprised to know, uh, to find out last night when I was talking to him about it. Um. So, I was, uh, you know, I was very much um, primed and ready to watch this baby. And I was not disappointed. Was not disappointed. All right. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, it slipped through my gap. So I, I don't know. I'm really interested to hear, like, because obviously you feel like your your stage production of it what is the vastly superior. Uh, well, um, it's been lauded uh-huh. as the best uh, adaptation. Ad- adaptation better than the book. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ken Kesey. Because of the actors. Yeah, of Ken Kesey said, uh, fuck my writing. Uh-huh. This is better. Okay. Which wow. he did not say about the movie. He uh, swears he never watched it. Uh, he was pissed about it. He sued them what? for uh, really? copyright, or not copyright, for uh, breaking the contract because, uh, again, the thing it said you couldn't make any major changes to the plot line or whatever, which they didn't. It's pretty much all there. However, the book is uh, told through the perspective of Chief, Chief Bromden. 
And, um, you know, when you watch the movie, it doesn't really, you don't really get a sense of what, uh, what reason Chief would have really been in there. You don't really know of any, like, it's not very clear to me why he's, you know, a a crazy person. Of course. You know, um, well, other than the fact that they say from the get go, he's, he doesn't talk and he doesn't, he can't hear. Yeah. Which is, you know, him lying. Right. Uh, and, uh, he is uh extremely uh paranoid and uh schizophrenic chief yeah in the book yeah and you know it, that's another thing is they never talk about the oh, combine murphy yeah. even a real character no they're all real but he's uh, his whole thing I, I is that the world is when m night Shyamalan yeah, with it the, the world is like uh all this uh machine that's been put together to take people in and spit them out the way they want them to behave and uh-huh. all this kind of stuff it is called the combine and like you know they never mention any of that in the book you know they he talked the when he talked yeah in the movie uh when he talks to McMurphy the few times in the film that he does yeah. he, he kind of starts to say things about that like how how the uh how they changed his father you right. know they are, they work they're work, they're worked they're on him on, and they're working on you too like they're working on yeah. you yeah that's uh all very much in the in the book and uh his like i said it's all told through his he's the narrator of the book right okay. so um it's a fucking awesome, awesome read. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'll have to learn how to read so that I can do that. Yeah. But uh, so he was pissed about it. He sued and he got some money from that. He got some money from the lawsuit? <laughs> yeah. Dude, what? He uh, would have gotten so much more money just by accepting the rights. Well, he did. I mean, he got paid for that too. Oh, so he got more. So he said, uh, uh, let's see where he sued Michael Douglas and uh, saw Zin. Zin- Zaynetaz, Z A E N T Z, can't do it. Z A E N T Z. Oh, do hommel. <laughs> do hommel. That's how you say it. Uh, for allegedly breaking a verbal agreement not to make wholesale changes from the novel. Quote: They took out the morality. They took out the combine, the conspiracy that is America. Uh, he sued for five percent of the film's gross, what? along with eight hundred thousand dollars for damages. Uh, which is equivalent to about three point five million as of wow. two thousand fifteen, and he eventually settled settled for two point five percent of the gross. So wow, um, but yeah, so uh, he was still making a percentage off the gross anyway, wasn't he? Uh, uh, probably not. They he just paid. He was paid for the rights. A lump sum. Yeah, it probably wasn't back end. Oh wow! So uh, a, li- a so, non loyalty. I mean, yeah, because he had been loyalty license. I mean, he had sold the rights to Kirk Douglas years before. Oh fuck! You yeah, know, so probably, he was probably fucked. Yeah. Oh well, no wonder he did it. He probably yeah. He he was like, oh, I gotta make more money off of this. Yeah, but um, I and he's uh, uh, his writing is is real good. But he was a big acid guy, and um, okay, uh, he so his um original like the way he came up with this movie was he was working in a va hospital uh let's see if i got a note about that um i didn't put it down but yeah he was working in a va hospital in california and that's what gave him the idea for this movie Mm -hmm. uh and uh he also like experimented with lsd with uh uh leary and everything like oh really he He was was part of that circle yeah uh he huh. uh wrote a lot of stuff about like 
you know, expanding the mind and all that kind of stuff. Right. And losing the and ego. You could, like, you read this book and it makes a lot Kill of your ego, say, man. You know, so. Um, yeah. And the movie. Lobotomize so, the your movie ego. Is, the, the movie is fantastic. So uh, let's talk about the movie now. I mean, if you want to. Yeah. Are you sure you want yeah. to, dude? I'll, Are you sure you yeah. want to talk about this movie? Yeah, I do. Um. Uh. Okay, so I erroneously wrote down Michael Douglas directing, and I was very excited to talk about his uh, directing, and yep. now we can't do that, but we can... Talk about Milas Foreman's directing. Yeah. Is he famous for doing any other movie? Uh, the biggest ones would be uh, Amadeus. Oh, wow. Amadeus. I haven't um, seen that one. Uh, It's good. It's good. Uh, we should do, do that it. one. Um, so that would be, yeah. And this one, and he's done like a lot of other things that I haven't seen. Um, he's not, you know, one of he's not like one of the top five directors of all time. Or sure, anything, but um, I mean, this is definitely his most famous. Gotcha movie. So uh, the only other one that I can think off the top of my head that I've seen, uh, it is not like an incredible movie, but I did enjoy it a lot. Is People versus Larry Flint. The Hustler, uh, oh. you know. Uh, oh, yeah, hustler, yeah, yeah, with um, uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. Yeah. James. And it's it's very good. <laughs> it's very good. Gotcha. But, uh, you know, nothing... I mean, this movie is just... Like I said, it's one of my favorites. So, um, he does, And I love the stuff that he does in this movie. Well, and he makes... He, he, he created that shot. It's called a deep focus. Uh, or what's it called? Yeah, deep, it's deep focus. Yeah, so he... He used a lot of that, where he's through the window. And I like how the, you you learn things, but then like you yeah. don't. Yeah, he's got it. He used he made use of the deep focus in it, revolutionized uh, directing. No, I mean he does great, but okay, but let's let's see why is this movie great, right? I would, you know, say or I would, um, what's the word? I don't know. I well, would hypothesize that it's a. The combination of Jack Nicholson being amazing, yeah, and the content there within that is being portrayed, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a fucking. I don't know if there's a person out there, unless like they are a psycho or something, that could couldn't relate to this movie even to this day. You know yeah. what I mean? And in fact, uh, they shot at a legitimate mental institution mm. uh dr spivey uh the guy who plays dr spivey yeah i just saw a note about that, that his name is dean was... r brooks he was a doctor of yeah. that mental institution yeah. one of the reasons they shot there is because they were going to cast him yeah and he gave him pretty much unfettered access wow to the thing uh he got like 89 um mental patients on the crew mm -hmm. um uh almost all of the extras in the movie are actual um mental patients as well oh wow yeah so uh it's uh you know there's a lot of realism to Did they it get well. paid yeah well, i mean they were better of. yeah um this wasn't the 1930s or, or sure. the, what was this 30s right what that this took place oh no the 50s was it the 50s maybe yeah yeah probably i don't know i, I thought you would have known so from Oh no, Kofax was pitching, so it was sixties, mid sixties. Okay. Yeah. Um and oh, Yeah, because in the nineties oh, so in the nineties it was the uh thirty year anniversary of the book. Ah, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
if Koufax was pitching, as soon as he said Koufax, I was like, oh, this is like 65, 66, yeah. which I thought was interesting. It's such a weird thing to do to go 10 years back. You know, like, why not just have it be, take place in 1974? Because that's when the book was written. I know, but it's such a weird, it's yeah. like not that far of a jump. Yeah. You know, things are well, pretty much the same. Yeah, I mean, now, no. People do different drugs. Yeah, now know, it's Cocaine's different. more popular. Like, if you think about it, going back to 2010 doesn't seem that different, but like, iPhones were only two years Dude, old. Are, well, but you know, that's a totally different thing. I mean, technology yeah. boom is fucking shit's yeah, changed everything. Moving but, a lot of faster um, pace. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So oh man, I don't know. Man, I don't even know where to start with this, dude. Well, what are your let's work right. on your notes, and then when we get to the end, we can make your big okay, grandest right. statements so, about it. That'll help. Um, from the it's 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 kind of intense from the beginning, like the first thing you see out of uh, McMurphy with that interview that he does. Yeah. With, or um, even getting in there and them unlocking him, like yeah. undoing his chains and he's like, right. yeah. Um, yeah. But that like first interview, that first introduction of ours to this character, yeah. McMurphy, uh, was just like, was great off the bat and it was already like letting you know like, alright, we're going to be tackling some deep issues here, you know? Yeah. What is insanity and... Well, and he's uh, clearly not exactly you know he's um i like i love that line where he says uh well they put me in here because i fight and fuck too much yeah. like <laughs> they think he's a psychopath because right. they just didn't want to fuck with him anymore basically right. right it's like uh ratchet said well we'd just be pushing him on to somebody else right uh, we, you know even though she knows we'll not pay, yeah I'm gonna she's him. a yeah. fucking oh my god dude talk about a the perfect bad guy and an interesting choice to make it a woman yeah um, because you don't like really. And she's a lot more. Ever see that? Like even in the book, she's much more unfeeling. I mean, she's clearly unfeeling. Granted, right. in the book, she's you know he keeps describing her as part of the machine. She's not human. Robot. Well, she is. She is the face of the machine. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, but like so, Louise Fletcher, uh, she did not have a good time shooting this film because a lot of the the actors in this movie like we're very much staying in character a lot yeah. and so she kind of had to Must keep up that nightmare. too yeah. you know and so she never got to have fun yeah like her right. whole thing or she never got to let loose right and then it's got to be just you know even if it's all make-believe and shit it's got to just wear on you yeah well that's to what deal she, with people's heightened emotions yeah, people shouting at you all the time yeah, and she has said like she can't watch it because of like how cold her performance is yeah and uh like one of the things that she did working on it is she like worked on her character thinking like this woman is really thinking she's helping you know like mm -hmm. she thinks that it is her job to make these people better and that the way she's doing it is right even though it's yeah but can you, know, you nah, can you I'm argue not. that when she's doing fucked up shit like yeah. well continuously again, moving the goalposts even though yeah. you know they clearly do what she says and then and then even though they achieve the goal that she sets, she moves the goal. Like, that's evil shit. Yeah. yeah. Especially like, to specifically do... Specifically to get under the skin. Yeah. And she it's, knows well, especially what's going to Especially to do to, you know, quote-unquote crazy people. Yeah. Like, McMurphy is aware of what she's doing, but these other people, she's straight up taking advantage of them. Well, yeah, in the... You know, they've all the book, voted for something, and she's taking it away because she knows she can, because she knows that they won't... Well, even the, with yeah, that's and even the evil. group, even the group um, therapy sessions are. I, I don't think you said it in the movie. I I watched it last night. Now I don't remember. But in the book and in the play, they talk about it being a pecking party. 
Uh-huh. So I don't think they said that in the in the movie. Pecking, no. So basically, she that. gets them all to talk about what's going on or yeah. what they're feeling or whatever, and then the whole group just attacks. Yeah, you know, like they do it with Harding. Right. Uh, where yeah. He, like yeah. she keeps bringing up. Last time we were talking about your relationship with your wife, and then she gets all of the group to attack him. Yeah. So and like it's a pecking party the way that chickens when they see like a little spot of blood yeah. on another chicken they all attack yeah. that chicken until there's nothing left. Right. So it's right. a way of keeping them all feeling like they're helping each other by tearing each other apart. Right. You know, it's there's no. The well, actual keeping group, them in a cycle, yeah, and the group therapy is not pattern. helpful. She's not doing anything right, helpful, right? You know, right? And then, and then to get them to, you know, I don't know, that whole like, man, I fucking loved the baseball shit in this. Yeah, you know, I was loving that shit, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, like when you know, like it, it's such a, a per, like a great, um, I don't know, window into. You know, into American life, and for for anyone that is not from here, to to see what how like the pastime, uh, what it means to people in America, especially when it at that time was certainly not a global sport. Yeah, um, English people could care less about baseball, but I could imagine like an English kid watching the movie and being like, "Man, they really care about that fucking baseball over there, huh? That's fucking weird," you know. And I don't know, it's just such a fucking great window into that. And man, I love baseball, and I just loved uh, seeing that. And the fact that he, he's he's like, man, just let me watch the game, man. I've never, I haven't missed the World Series in ten years, you know. And he's so passionate about it. He gets the guys to rally around it. And even when Ratchet takes it away from him, even though even though he won, he fucking goes to the lengths of creating it. Yeah, you know, by just narrating and creating it. more chaos right which, you know um, pisses her off and it's just it was just great and then you know you had the and then you and, the, and then you cut to the scene where the guards were listening to the game on the you know that's how <laughs> yeah. it used to be like the world series man like that was the fucking shit and the strows will like, always we're go out. be we're gonna go if we're gonna break out and go go, go watch a game yeah, at they, a bar they're like where any bar yeah. it's the world series it's gonna be exactly yeah. and the strohs will always be the 2017 world series champions and yeah. you fucking losers can just cry about it forever and they will and they will but um but um but yeah i mean i just like man such a great window i don't know i love the melding uh there of that um and um yeah, and fucking Nurse Ratchet, man, she's evil. Yeah, she's, mean. she's awful. Why is she so mean? She's uh, you know, oh. power tripping. Yeah, for real. Um, but uh, let's see, uh, some notes. Um, there's more. There's three people by my count that were also in Taxi. Uh, I know there's two. There's two for sure. Christopher Lloyd and Danny uh, DeVito. Danny DeVito. Which I did not fucking recognize him at first. Really? Yeah. At first, the um, like at very yeah. first, and then I realized like, oh shit, that's that's Danny DeVito. Yeah. He actually played Martini on uh, in the Off Broadway revival in seventy one. Oh, no, oh. No, the revival of it. Um, so that's where they got him. Was he was his, actually the was first this his person breakout? cast too, or was he already doing Taxi? No. Taxi came after this. After this, yeah. But uh, the breakout, more or less. I mean, I I know it was uh, Christopher Lloyd's uh, first film. Oh wow! But uh, it was not uh, Devito's first film. I don't believe. Gotcha, gotcha. 
But it was Christopher Lloyd's first film. Oh, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. That's a cool little um, trivia thing there. Um, but then the third guy, I'm pretty sure, oh man, I wish I could remember his name. He was a dude in the wheelchair. He was a dude he got on the shoulders of to show Chief how to throw the oh, ball. Uh, Wasn't yeah. that guy also in Taxi? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Man, I could be wrong. Yeah, he just looked like one of the guys in Taxi. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Tony Danza was in this movie. Yeah, Tony Danza was um, in this. So, um, but yeah, um, seeing young DeVito, really cool. And, you know, boy, does he crush it, you know. I mean, he does great, you know. What what else is there is there to say about that? Um, but let's talk about uh, Billy. Billy Bibbit. Billy Bibbit. Yep. Um, and this guy, this was his break. Well, I don't know about if you can call it a breakout, but he got nominated. Yeah, this was his first film too. Uh, it was, yeah, and it even said introducing. Yeah, I forget yeah, his name. The introducing credit yep, that yep. we've talked about before. So they they the producers must have been thinking that this guy was going to kind of steal the show, and it was kind of shot that way. I felt like I felt like there was a lot of well shots of Billy, him. Billy is the catalyst for the the final breaking point of McMurphy. You know, uh, I mean, the, he's part of the heart and soul of it because, you know, McMurphy feels for these guys, you know? And right. Specifically Billy because... he's a young he's, kid. He's like, his you whole, doing, you're 22? Yeah, his you whole thing is that he's just, he's just too afraid. Like, he's got mm. this crippling fear of... Uh, of women of the outside worlds, you know his mom, his nurse Ratchet, yeah, of pretty much all women, yeah, you know, uh, and and the you know and he's in there voluntarily, yeah, you know, like yeah, uh, which is you know, is it really voluntary? That revelation or is it his was mom doing it. Um, that revelation was a great yeah too. Oh yeah, where he's like, what? They're all they're basically all you there. About you're complaining about it. you can't be free to get out of here. You know, yeah. he's like Billy. No, not you. And he's like to learn that he is. He's just like his mind is. And like blown. Harding is only in there because he's afraid of being a homosexual, right? You know, right. Like it's that's the only reason. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And like that's not a. That's not. <laughs> not I know. It's just like, it's fucking but fucked it's, up. It's the time, you know. But then, but Nurse Ratchet, man, that whole scene when Billy's like, oh man, don't tell, don't tell. Yeah. And Ratchet is exactly what to say. Oh my god. Now I don't think she wanted him to kill himself well obviously but i'm glad that that happened yeah. and and honestly she is to blame for his death man i mean yeah she's well, and torturing then, this guy yeah uh, she knows it's torturing him either warren or washington who ran out and left him alone well but it's 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 there's it's just i don't know man there's there are people out there that are like nurse ratchet that yeah. oh yeah that work that not only work in these in that field but just out in life you know and and it's it's that fucking toxic kind of person that that will you know use their fucking um you know position uh to 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 play off of another person that they know has a weakness and yeah. shit like that and, and and really fucking crush them and put them down and there you can see that they're in anguish like yeah, well, and then Ugh, you know any, anybody that can do that, like you and it's don't have to tell his mom. Yeah, and it's an interesting you don't uh, parallel to uh, McMurphy, who is a fucking toxic person. Right, he's not but, a good but, guy, but he but he's not a bad guy. Sees, but know? he sees the humanity in these yeah. people, and he wants to bring it out. 
Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. He's definitely. You he's know, toxic to himself. Yeah. I mean, of, he's a menace to society. Of all things, he's just whatever. you know, it's just addict behavior. It's you know, mm-hmm. he's you know, a drinker, a gambler, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a guy who just runs around fucking anything. Like he's very right. impulsive. Right. But not crazy. But society would ha- would have him yeah. believe that he deserves to be locked up. Well, and or he, he deserves to be institutionalized. He I mean, he breaks a lot of laws and everything. Yeah. Sure. He's sure. One of those guys that like laws don't really apply to me. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. But um. But. Yeah, but nurse, but the people like Nurse Ratchet yeah. are the truly evil people, and that's what this fucking movie and book, I suppose, does such a great job of, you know, showing. And I and I imagine this must have been one of the first, because now it's a topic that kind of does get, um, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, broached a lot. What's the word? That's, breached. Yeah, broached. Broached is good. Okay. Um, but back then it must have been this like fucking well, fresh yeah, heavy thing where it's it was going like, against oh, the fuck. the norm it's going against yeah. uh, maybe we should think about the powers that be you know like why are the powers that yeah, be the powers that be it's making yeah. you think like oh well what does it mean to be crazy well, open okay. up the doors oh. of perception acid right, right. Jim Morrison man but um yeah, so, the uh, Billy Bibbit uh, Brad Dorif do That's you Okay, so I fucking spent the entire movie to try to not cheat to remember what I've, else I've seen him in. I don't know if you've seen any him in anything. Well, no, I know that you have. Uh, you probably don't recognize him. Uh, but he was in Lord of the Rings, uh, Two Towers. He was that, a Dream of Worm Town. Um, he was famously the voice of Chucky. Oh, really? From the Child's Play movies. Oh, wow. Not Which, the newest one. That was... Uh, well, of course. From uh, the original ones. Yeah, for the original ones. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, the, the new one was uh, Mark Hamill. I feel but, like... Was he in the Green Mile? No, I that think was... Sam Rockwell. Uh, it might have been Sam Rockwell, or it might have been that really gross guy that played... Uh, well, I thought that was Sam Rockwell. No. Sam Rockwell wasn't in, in Green yeah, Mile. Yeah, he played the psycho guy. No. That was that guy that married Courtney Stodden that played the psycho guy. I forget what his name is. The one that was jacking off and shit? Yeah. That was Sam Rockwell, wasn't it? No. Google that shit. I'm pretty sure it was. Wasn't Sam Rockwell in Green Mile? I don't think so. Unless I'm thinking of something else. I've only seen that once. Um. But, yeah. So, um, well, I'll get to that. Hold on. But Billy, I'm going to see if there's anything else that you would have seen him in. Um, but those are like that's what he's most known for is this movie and and that and he does a lot of voiceover work and stuff like that. But I don't think you right. really would have seen him in anything else. Okay, well, so it's just he looks like um, I don't know something about his face. He looks like he seemed like he was also a young guy in the '90s too. Well, you know, he, he wasn't. He, he was, wasn't. Yeah, he was like 30. <laughs> At all. That's yeah. the other thing is that he's a very young, and the whole character of Billy Bibbity is he's like 31, uh-huh. 32, but he looks and acts very much like a 18-year-old. Like yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, so, yeah, he was, you know, in the 90s, he was 60 or 50 or whatever. Right, he's, you right. know, he's an older, older guy yeah. now. Uh, maybe it was just this movie that yeah. I saw clips of it. You know, um, but so I mean, he does do great. Do you think? I couldn't help but thinking that. Like, do you think? Uh, okay, yeah. Sam Sam Rockwell is in Green Mile. I know. Wild Bill Wharton. Yeah, he was the he was the fucking sicko. The one that was the sicko 
like the the really crooked um i'm thinking uh, maybe i'm not thinking of the right character but the one that i'm thinking of is the one that liked to shock people and like didn't wet the sponges and oh no 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 no. i'm thinking of the yeah oh that yeah that guy but see that's another uh that kind of falls in line with what we're talking about with this movie he was the one that was a part of the industry that was a sicko yeah that's what i thought you were getting no i was going for the guy in the the one that was like oh i mean it's a little kid or whatever and i don't even remember i've only seen that once i don't even remember being in that it was like my first memory of sam like yeah being aware i'm watching sam rockwell and it like he did so fucking good in that movie dude he fucking creeped me the fuck out uh but we're talking about one flew over the cuckoo's yeah. nest and i was gonna ask about billy bibbit do you think that nicholson do you know of any um you know behind the scenes um everybody gossip? they all got along pretty well uh um, you think nicholson there's was a like, lot was like kid you're trying to steal my limelight huh no kid? Uh, if anything, yeah, you milk that camera. If anything, you Nicholson bitch. is not really a uh, method he's, he's not actor. One of those guys, yeah. like he's not really stay in character all the time. And all of these guys kind of were. So he right. was like, he, when he first got there, he's like, "What the fuck am I doing in like a yeah. mental institution? It probably, who's, who's crazy and who's it not?" It probably helped. Yeah, his, you know, him and play his character because they, he is supposed to be. Uh, so Milo's foreman, he is a big fan of like the cinema verite like all very real life so one of the things that he did was uh shot this movie basically in sequence really the only thing that was shot oh, out wow. of order was the uh the fishing scene you know okay. because they had to go somewhere yeah so yeah. this movie was all shot in order to help keep wow. that bill yeah, going yeah. and um uh, some of the other things he did uh is he he would film a lot of times when people didn't know he was filming yeah. to get like background and like other things to cut away to that were real moments that people didn't even know they were performing really. Uh-huh. And uh, he set up all of the group therapy scenes in a way where he would film all of their reactions, their actual reactions so that he could cut to it at different times. Oh, okay. Like, like while the person is giving their actual, you know, performance, editing yeah, like, options, yeah, like uh, that that part where uh, Harding goes nuts, where they, well, yeah, they all start to be like peculiar, yeah, peculiar, and he's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, and, and Nichols is like laughing, he's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and uh. so all of those little things, and like like Ratchet just being cold and just staring right. with McMurphy down, you know, right. So like. That was all in the way that he shot it, which is what he wanted to do, which is very much not the type of director you would want for the book, mm-hmm. you know, where it's the pers- one perspective of a person who sees everything, right? you know, right, right, right. Uh, crazy. Yeah. But this movie does, because of that, it feels so real, you know, you don't really think about these people as not being Absolutely. these characters. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, yeah, just everyone kind of nails it. You never really feel like you're taken out of it at all. Um, and and yeah, you you um, you kind of uh, feel for McMurphy, and then you you relate to him for being the guy that's trying to make these people realize that they can do things. They're not just crazy people. Yeah, I'm trying to bring that out. It's very touching. Uh, but they yeah, they do a great job. Who played Chief in your in in your play? I forget. Uh, James Cologne. He was a choir oh, guy. Yeah. He's uh, J.C. Alexander. Oh wow! Now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Changed his name. But um, he played Chief, really? Yeah. 
Oh, he was, and not unlike this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, so obviously, Katie High School. Uh, we were short on, um, and in the theater department, we were short on Native American actors. So right. uh, he, he was not a Native American guy. Right. But we were also short on people who weren't short. You, you just renamed him Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the reason that I cast James was because he was the only person who was over six feet tall. Huh. Uh, you know, and, and everybody else was, you know, that was the other thing is I cast a lot of uh, shorter people. Yeah. Uh, you know, your wife's not super tall. No. Harrison wasn't, you know, super no. tall. No. I mean, I think everybody was pretty much under six feet except for uh, Eric Crabtree, who's like 6'2 right. or 6'1. Right. So I had to get somebody who did he even. Play? He played Harding. Oh, really? Yeah. And he was great. I, everybody that I got was great, and it was a lot of fun to do it because, as you know, as all student directs were, uh, a lot of the people who did get major roles. I mean, Harrison and McCown, they did it basically as a favor to me. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it was senior year, so it was fun. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, you know, you cast uh, like uh, underclassmen so that you can teach them how to, you know, like help them learn of acting course. and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. did that with a lot of people. Uh, I remember Ben, the guy, the kid uh, cast to play um, Billy. Billy, yeah, like fucking blew me away, man. Yeah, when he was, when he did the same thing that uh, yeah, Ben Gillian. Yeah, yeah. And when he did the the part where they're dragging him away, and yeah. he was like beating the shit out of himself, yeah, screaming. Yeah, yeah, like people were <laughs> scared. Yeah. Hell yeah! But um. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's who I cast as, as Chief because he was tall, and that's what right. they did in this. They were having a real hard time. They just couldn't find a Native American actor that was tall enough. And right. uh, they finally found, um, what is his name? Uh, Will Sampson. Yes. And he, is, he was a park ranger in Oregon. Oh, cool. Uh, which is near Not where the movie was filmed. Yeah, the... Uh, guy who uh played the um marina captain he was like their yeah anyway he actually found he was like oh i know somebody that might be able to do this oh, he was wow. just a guy wow. he's just a park ranger wow yeah and and it worked out because yeah. he didn't have to really talk or anything no yeah and he's great what he does it's yeah. like he's very normal yeah. yeah, that revelation of like when he finally talks was just yeah so the good. thank you he's with what? the yeah over some juicy fruit which product placement i mean that's in the book too but yeah juicy fruit is yeah. in the book too oh so then maybe I mean, it's, it's not product it's a placement. classic you know well yeah gum but um you know this movie is more about the reaction i think that's what makes it such a good movie and and the acting so good is that you know acting is reacting is what they always say yeah, 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 and yeah. the reactions to things when other people are giving a good performance and the actor <coughs> excuse me reacts to it better mm -hmm. you know like then it it becomes that volley or that uh tennis game really yeah and that happens so much in this movie certainly certainly um uh what was the name of the guy the lurch looking motherfucker that is in a bunch of other things oh um the guy that played uh i think it was in the in the play it's ruckley and he's the crucified guy he was like stuck up against the wall. When it, he only was in like a couple of scenes. The real tall guy that's real bald. Is that who you're talking no, about? No, no. But also, I did have a question. Yeah, I called him the Goonies motherfucker. Oh, um, yeah. which that guy also 
He's, he's in, been in a, a, a lot a of ton of horror films. And yeah, stuff. he was in the original Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, okay, uh, I was gonna say. Yeah, and that's he's got like alopecia or something, and that's what he really looks like. I mean, he sure. yeah, he just really looks like that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a. But no, I'm talking about the other guy. Uh, you know the one who's also famous for his weird looks that has also been in a bunch of things. Oh, the the I believe he was in Rocky Horror. Not Scanlan, but the that. other one. They're not Sifelt, but the other one. Yeah, I don't remember. His the, he was one of the two guys, like the real tall guy and the real short guy. And the one that was giving their medicine to the other? Is that who you're talking about? Like, in the group, like, he had lines, or was he uh, a chronic? It's some lines. Yeah. He was one of the group. Yeah. Then... Uh, he had the weird teeth and... Yeah, that... Yeah, yeah, he was the one that was always with the the little short guy. No, he was more often with um, uh, Christopher Lloyd. It was usually him and Christopher Lloyd oh. picking on Harding. Yeah, so it's, it was him. That, that's who I'm thinking okay. of. I don't know what... Uh, I don't know what else he was in. Uh, I think it was Ellis. Is it Ellis? No, Ellis was the as Michael Berry man. Um, anyway, no, I don't know what what he's been in. Hey, who was Seifert? Was that Ernest? Seifelt. Bo- uh, Seifelt? Was that Ernest Borgnine? No, that was Willem Duell. Oh, it looked like er- I, I was Duell. really going to be proud of myself. Does that look not like a- Ernest Borgnine? No, the ball guy, the one that's like, give me my cigarettes. Well, that's Martin. There, that's uh. That's not, that's not uh, Savelle. That's uh, Cheswick. Oh, Cheswick. That's what yeah. I no, that's not Arthur Borgnine Nine either. Man, doesn't look like him either. What? Yes, no. it looks like a young Ernest Borgnine, dude. No, not really. Huge, big not- time. You know what Ernest Borgnine's secret to longevity was? And he said this himself on TV. You can look it up. Okay. Anyway, we'll just shove this. Um. Uh. So anyway, um. Man, I thought that was Ernest Borgnine. I'm kind nope. of disappointed. Well, it's not Ernest Borgnine. Um, uh, let's see. So then, I guess there's only two people from Taxi. Yeah. Um, let's see. That fucking electroshock scene, and then getting to see it's that, rough. like when when that happens, and he's like not worried at all. He's nonchalant or whatever, and that happens. Like the way that they showed it was just great. Yeah. Like it was just fucking great how they uh, depicted that. Um, and then it it's just such a great moment in the story because now you're like really seeing that like, oh, uh, this isn't just fun and games here. There's like dire fucking consequences. Yeah, and he, you could see even it start worse to than jail maybe deteriorate in, if he on takes him. it too far. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. starting to realize I can't win. Well, he comes back and acts like it didn't hurt him, but yeah. you know that it can. And then when he finds out that, uh, or was that before he got electroshocked? It was either that, I mean, I don't remember if it was before or after, but then when he finds out that he can't just leave after his time is yeah. up, then he's like fucking panicking. Like, and he oh, starts man. to try to make them all calm down. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the fact that um, they, he was right there. He he had it. All he had to do was just leave. Was not pass out drunk. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I think about it. every time. I'm like, God, he just that's so just great, don't pass though, out. man. That's yeah. so great. Like, no, no, don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. You know, and he couldn't have just woken up like before Ratchet walked in. Like at some point yeah. in the early morning, and been like, Oh fuck, I gotta go. Hey, Chief, come on. I mean, they were too drunk. Oh man, that was so killer, dude. Yeah, that was just like oh you, and it was such 
Um, I don't know, man, because that kind of theme, I, I think, is something that you see a lot, right? Where it's like, oh, you're right there, all you do this. But this was, like, I think one of the best uh, depictions of, of that. Yeah. Um, you know, of, you know, where you're so close, you can feel it, but you, you, you blow it through your own flaws. Yeah. You know? Yep. Because it's literally, you're sitting by an open, you're sitting by your freedom. Yeah. And you still can't do it. Oh, it's, it's deep, man. It's deep. Uh, it's a deep uh, focus. Is what they call <laughs> no, it. it's not what yeah. that is. It's not what that is. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, man, that was so fucking good. The fucking and that shot of Nicholson, man. This was the best fucking shot in the movie, and it was such a good idea from the director or whoever idea it was, whoever's idea it was, whose ever idea. To have him sitting there, talking to Chief, window is open, yeah, and then going, when we get to Canada, Chief, and then the way that it just lingers, he doesn't say anything else, no, and yeah. it just lingers on his face, and you see every thought, yeah, go through his and head, and he's smiling real big, and then he starts to smile, and then the next thing, the next, it fades, it just, that and one like second, that, he just he's out, and oh, it cuts. That was so good, yeah. dude. That was so good. Yeah. Um, so I say, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. He has my, he got my vote for best actor and I hope they give it to him, uh, in the Oscars <laughs> this year. They, they did. They did. They did. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Nicholson? You, you love Nicholson. Oh yeah. He's one of the best. He's one of the best. Yeah. He's great. My dad, when I've talked about this before was, I was surprised that this was one of my dad's favorites because my dad to him, you know, he's his Leo. He thinks he does the same thing a yeah. lot, which he kind of does. But it, yeah, um, we've talked about this many times. That yeah. yes, he does, but it also not really like. But he has the subtlety. characters are all different characters that are Jack Nicholson. It, yeah, it's, it's you know it's kind of like Christopher Walken does the same thing. You know where they're right. They're but, but always the, finds like the best way to deliver deliver yeah, the line. But it, it never feels like it's not Jack Nicholson. But it always feels like it's a different person. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't ever think it's like, oh, this is just Jack Nicholson reading lines. I feel like, oh, this is what Jack Nicholson would be like if he was this other person. Yeah. Like, you know, if it wasn't, I I don't know how to put it where it doesn't sound the same, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he's great. And then Billy, did Billy win the Oscar or he just got nominated? Uh, Uh, he got nominated. He did not win. Ah. Yeah. That'd be too good to be true, huh? Yeah. Um so uh I was gonna say though, do you know who played Billy Bibbit uh when Kirk Douglas played McMurphy? Mm, it's a I, name that you know, he's never been on a movie gap movie. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure Michael Douglas directed that. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. No. Um uh, Michael Douglas was one of the um Crazy people? No, he was one of the uh, orderlies in the, oh. in the play when his dad did it. Ah, I see. Um, no, I don't. No. Gene Wilder. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And uh, wow, William, I William totally Daniels. William Daniels played uh, Harding, Dale Harding. Uh, William Daniels is you would know him as Mister Feeney. No way! Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great, great that's casting great, too. Great casting, yeah. Wow, yeah. Holy shit, man! So, God, gotta love Feeney. Yeah, but um, um so uh, 
let's talk about Danny DeVito. Okay. This. Yeah, tell me, give me the scoop, baby. So he... Uh, Did he get nominated? No. Um, he was uh, emotionally strained by the demanding schedule of this movie. Uh, he had just... Um, Married Carla? Uh, or they were just about to get married, or okay. they just started dating or whatever. And, uh, you know, they were 3,000 miles apart, and... Uh, mm. The great he, Rhea Perlman, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Rhea Perlman, yeah. And he... Um, he developed a coping mechanism of like while he was in Cocaine. his hotel room of talking to himself and talking to people, which is what Martini's thing is, huh. is that he, you know, he's schizophrenic and sees people. Yeah. And, um, which is not really, uh, de- like they don't dive that deep into it in the, in the movie. Right. Right. But, uh, I mean, in the book and stuff, he's playing monopoly by himself with other yeah, people and shit right. like that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he got, so concerned about it that he talked to uh brooks the dr spivey uh-huh. uh who again real doctor oh and he wanted and to he was like what we, am i going crazy or whatever and he goes no, as long as you don't think they're real you'll yeah, be fine right it's right, like right. when you start thinking that that's a real person yeah then you know but as long as you know it's fictional it's just you know a nice little yeah. coping mechanism yeah um but uh brooks did correctly uh diagnose um, i saw this william redfield who was that again? That was uh, Harding. Wow. Uh, as having leukemia, and he died like 18 months after wow. this movie. He was sick the whole time they were filming. Wow. Yeah, and then he died. Which, did you recognize him? It was not a movie he gap movie. looked a little bit familiar. He was one of the police commissioner officers, detective something, in uh, Death Wish. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, there's no way I was going to place that one. No. But that so, is interesting. Yeah, that was him. Huh. So, um, well, is there Man. anything else you got on there? Uh, I think I touched on everything I wanted to uh, touch on, really. Uh, did they go fishing in the book, or was that something that um, yeah, they I, just I, did for the movie? Yeah, there was one of the things that they wanted to cut from the movie at first because it felt like it uh, cheapened the like uh chief escape because we actually got to see them all outside yeah but it also showed that like yeah they're they're you know kind of crazy or whatever but like they can function they can function in real life some of them cheswick probably would have had a a rough time and uh in the book he kills himself or well he drowns in the pool uh but it's like after it's pretty much after Billy or after no, uh, McMurphy it's before, dies? No, it's before Billy, before McMurphy. Oh, he wow. drowns himself in the pool after McMurphy doesn't stand up for him. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and then, like, that's one of the they things that... They should have kept that, that in. Yeah, and it, it, it is kind of an important it part me because feels, it's one of those things man. that... But that would cheapen Billy's death. You right, know, it, yeah. It, cinematically, but it is one of the things that drives uh, McMurphy's uh, motivations once he starts to see, you know how much of an effect he has on these people. Right. You know, that yeah. he, he realizes, oh, I can't stop now Yeah, because they need me. Right. Which is why he goes, he has a chance to escape out the window again, but he chooses to go back for Billy. Yeah. Which ends up costing him uh, his life. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, what a... And then he, you know, loses... That, that... Wait, he loses what? He loses his shit on Ratchet. 
which God, is that was so brutal and such a brutal choking. I, every time I watch it, it makes me think of uh, the uh, the dream sequence thing on, um, or not even the dreams, it, but uh, it makes me think of Total Recall. Where they're on Mars and, oh, like, yeah, and their yeah. eyes are popping out because yeah. that's real. This is I her know, really. She took it, and, yeah. and I could see why <laughs> she would like hate. She's gonna die. Do, yeah, I mean, imagine having to do more than one take of that. Yeah, you know, like Jesus, what a brutal day at work. Um, but man, it was just like such a, an intense build up to yeah. that moment. Uh, that man, it was like just like a unreal payoff. Um, but fucking um. Uh, what was I gonna say about uh, man? What was I gonna say? Uh, after it, like in the book, after McMurphy gets taken away to get lobotomized, I believe it's before he comes back. Yeah, uh, Harding checks himself out. Oh wow! And he's able to, you know, so like he's like there's I'm a, gay now. There's a lot of uh stuff in the book that kind of show positive effects of mcmurphy being okay. there as well okay oh yeah i was t- yeah i, I was... mean B- billy kills himself still right right and but chief you know escapes right yeah still does it still yeah. end with yeah that yeah. yeah which is just great i mean it's just classic story uh, telling you know uh you have your foreshadowing and then of course chief does it and then that's how you do it um uh i kind of lost my mind there for a second huh yeah yeah um but um yeah man fucking um what does that that scene of him of of McMurphy walking out after he had been lobotomized which obviously that's great st- i mean there's su- they, there's such great use of foreshadowing in this movie right? yeah he does it at first as a joke but then he ends up it happening to yeah. him which is so sad but that reminds me of something that i can't put my fucking finger on i just want to you know uh, run that by you and see if uh, what, it re- what reminds you, you of the same thing. Uh, what is if it? If you can think of it, it reminds, it reminds me of like another you, scene in a movie, like something that's very of, similar to that. What what part of it? Like the the the, the actual event, him or? like slowly walking out like that and not being able to, like he's just gone. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, um, specifically Jack Nicholson. I mean it. It or might have it? been another Jack Nicholson movie, but I don't know. Maybe it's just this movie, and I'm just tripping. But um, but it's a totally like frightening scene. Yeah, I mean the idea of lobotomies. I don't think they still do that. No, but like it doesn't help. Dude, it's <laughs> you're really cutting out a part of a completely medieval. Yeah, you know, completely medieval. Yeah, and you know, you're, yeah, you you think you think that they're giving you're, they're showing. Well, we, not in McMurphy's case, and they literally did it to punish him, which yeah. is even oh, yeah. more fucked up. Oh yeah. Um, but like lobotomies came about as like a the doctor that made him famous thought he had discovered this, um, you know, miracle cure for you know clinical mental health problems. Yeah. And he did, but all he was doing was literally scrambling their fucking brains. Mm-hmm. So that they can't feel. That's yeah. not a fucking. And that cure. all goes right into, uh, you know, all the the combine and fixing and working on people, you know, yeah. as though everybody's a little robot. And all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just absolutely brutal. And then you know, Chief showing him mercy, being the only one to show him mercy like that. Yeah. Was just great. And then like seeing their, 
um, relationship just, you know, kind of blossom I and then come says, to a close like that. I'm, I'm big now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he's like, I'm not leaving. I'm too, I'm too small. What the fuck? You're as big as a goddamn right. tree. That's yeah. argumentative. Yeah. But, like, yeah, seeing seeing their relationship, you know, the way he's like, um, I'm not going without you. You know? Yeah. I'm taking you with me. And yeah. He does that by killing him, and he's yeah. like taking his spirit. He oh, it's it. so great. And yeah. make a man cry. Uh, I love what they love. Uh, yeah, the only other thing I was going to say uh, was... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Rob Lowe was hosting the Jimmy Kimmel late night show or whatever for Jimmy's Away or whatever, yeah. and um, Dana DeVito was the guest. Oh, and uh, Rob Lowe told him uh, when he was a kid, uh, Cuckoo's Nest had come out, and he was obsessed with it, and oh, wow. specifically Dana DeVito's performance uh-huh. as. Uh, as martini and he would he like he said he went over and over and over again like every day and finally you know he was like i gotta he, he snuck a tape recorder in uh-huh. you know back in the fucking 70s uh so probably not a small tape recorder and he yeah. recorded like the whole like just the sounds of uh-huh. the movie so that he could like replay all of uh Danny devito's like parts and like memorize like just the way he talks. And, wow! And his, he just loved it so much. Yeah. Uh, Danny DeVito was like visibly like moved by it. Wow! It was really, it was really cool. How about that, man? Yeah. How about that, Rob Lowe? How about that, Rob Lowe? Yeah. Um, uh, he's got a podcast now. Did you know that? Does he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody does. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does, doesn't it's he? It's called yeah. literally. Yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um. It. Yeah. He's great in Parks and Rec. I'll yeah, get, I'll tell you that he's great in Wayne's World. He's great in everything. Yeah, I just saw great. him in uh, one that we haven't done, uh, The Outsiders. Oh, I was gonna say yeah. we need to do that one, but you won't let me do it because there's too many cruises in a row. <laughs> yep, and it's not our fault that he did a bunch of iconic movies. Yep, that I well, have. We gotta, seen. gotta pepper him through the years. All right, all right. Well, let's get on to some numbers and shit. All right, ready? Yeah, give me that number, girl. Give me that number. Give me, give me that number, girl. <laughs> Fuck that one up. <laughs> Never uh, found the beat. All right, the uh, budget for this movie was three million dollars. I know that it cost them two hundred fifty dollars a day to shoot at that location. That's how much it they well the rent for that location was two fifty a day. Yeah, that's not bad. No. Uh, so three million uh budget. Uh, I just have the the big gross. That's all I got. Okay. So well, you mean the worldwide? Yeah. What's with these old movies? I guess they just didn't do it like that back then. Yeah. Um, I think this is the overall gross. I I'm pretty sure it's just the the USA though. I don't think I think this is just the USA. I'm so. gonna get this. Did a lot. Of, this got a lot of heat. Um, it had the buzz. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a best actor winner in there. Yeah. I'm gonna say it uh, breached the twenty-seven million mark. It did breach the twenty-seven million mark. Oh, but it's more. Yeah. All right. What's the answer? It was at the time of its release. It was the seventh highest-grossing film of all time. Oh wow! Uh, so 1975, okay, it was so the seventh highest. Nine hundred sixty-eight million. A uh, hundred and sixty-three. What? Two hundred fifty thousand. 163 million? 163 million, 250,000. What? 
Yeah. Dude, that Big. is huge. Worldwide. I mean, that's domestic. You, that's what I had. Hold on. As, but, as the but, US. Okay, but it uh, came out in the same year as Jaws, the world, but Jaws was considered... No, Jaws came out... Uh, yeah, it did come out the same year. But Jaws made way more than that. Jaws was the first movie to break $100 million, though, you said. Uh, I thought it was, but maybe it wasn't. It was the well, first you gotta to, get your fucking facts straight on for anyway, this podcast. Though, all I know, all I know is what the is what our I twelve read. listeners are be are being. Yeah. you know, I just know, I don't know, shit. I don't know. Well, here's the thing: one hundred sixty three is the gross U.S. Uh, now. Yeah, but that's since then. That's uh, not that year. Well, but I mean, but it was the it was the seventh large, the seventh biggest grossing film of all time at the time of its release. Well, then Star Wars was about to come out. Seventy-seven, so, yeah. I mean, so I guess a, it was not anywhere near around that now. time when shit really started, you know, yeah. making real money like that. So, and uh, I know that in Swedish cinemas, you know, it came out in seventy-five and mm-hmm. it played continuously to eighty-seven, wow. which is a record. Over there, but for whatever reason, well, that's like the dark side of the moon yeah. of movies. Yeah, whereas the dark pretty side much. of the moon was in the charts for ten years. Yeah, wow, that's pretty so. cool. Um, okay, well, that's a shocker. Yeah, that made a lot of fucking money. So this is this movie. Let's get your rating. I'm gonna say okay. that uh, this movie is uh, at one time or another, and it always changes has been my favorite movie of all time. Like it was my number one for wow. many to- many years. Sometimes it goes up there, sometimes no it way. falls. It's always been in my top five. Easily. Right, right. Top right. five. So okay. um what is your rating on this flick? I know this is a moment we've all been waiting for, especially you. Yeah. And you know, like you just said it's your favorite movie of all time. But I gotta be honest here. Um I gotta give it out of ten um, um, drunk, uh, nighttime guards. Uh, Which you recognize him, right? No, Scatman Crothers. What does that mean? Well, he was. That's his name. Uh, he. Uh, well, he's the voice of Hong Kong Fu. He's but the Scatman. You would most likely recognize him from The Shining. Oh, the the waiter. No. He was was uh, he the bartender? No, he was the guy that also had the shining. Oh, that was there to help. Uh, they did flashbacks. Oh no, no. he was. The, oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, okay. Well, yeah. that's pretty cool. When and, did the uh, shining come out? It was nineteen eighty. Uh, was it eighty or seventy? Was it before this or after? It was it nineteen seventy? No, you're fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, I think it was eighty. Uh oh, what'd you do? I lost uh, internet. I've not had internet for a while. It looks I like I didn't. Ha ha, <laughs> motherfucker. Anyway, um, no, he was on. Uh, he was in The Shining. Okay, yeah, I remember that. He yeah. was the guy, the helpful motherfucker yeah. at the end when they're in that the shed and Danny stuff. About the Shining. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, and he gets the axe to the chest by Jack Nicholson. That's right. That's right. So Shelley Duvall originally was going to play Candy in this movie. Oh wow! But uh, didn't. And so. um, Stanley Kubrick wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, the book. No, no. So he did it not. all comes together. No, he did um, not. Out of 10 drunk security guards that almost lost their jobs, or did lose their jobs, I guess, in the morning. <laughs> he definitely got, he definitely um, got shit canned. 
I gotta get it give it a uh nine point five. All right. Nine point five. So uh does not overtake Edward Scissorhands for you. No. No. Um ultimately no. All right. Uh but fantastic near flawless film near flawless yeah so uh obviously it's a worth it over we gotta give it a worth it baby there you go yeah i think uh reading the book and seeing this movie in high school definitely has has a impact on why it's so high up there for me and sure forever but yeah. I'm not wrong. Me view I mean, dissected. I'm, I'm among I'm among uh, no. the general consensus that this is one of the yeah. one of the top movies. It's so fucking um, amazing. I mean, you know, it's, it's a movie that everyone should watch. Yeah, it's yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, so it's well just a lot done. of people's favorites. So yeah, um, yeah. So that about wraps that all up. It is time for everyone's favorite segment: the reboot recap. All right, so um, mainly, I think we should recast Chief Bromden, and that's it. <laughs> You're fucking crazy, <laughs> dude. Uh, I mean, basically, I have uh, a McMurphy and a Ratchet, okay. and I have a couple for I for e- each of those actually. Um, but uh, the other ones, if you got anybody, we could throw them out there to fill them in. Sure. But I feel like that is. Uh, sort of McMurphy and Ratchet. It could be it, they could be played no by anybody Billy? that's good. No Billy. Um, I mean, I had one for Billy, but I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. Okay. Was uh, it Shia LaBeouf? No, it was uh Timothy Chalamet because he looks like a tiny oh, little but boy, but he's gonna look young. Yeah, and that's why. Okay, he does. I got someone. Actually, I got some good. Uh, I got some. I got a good a dark horse for uh, for Billy. No, for um, actually, I do got someone good for Billy, but Ooh. I also have a nice dark horse for. Oh, let me um, guess, you're McMurphy. McMurphy. It's uh, Josh Duhamel. No, <laughs> I'm over that. Okay. All right. Let's see your McMurphy we do first. We're doing McMurphy first. Well, let's Ratchet do first? let's do Ratchet first. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go with uh, and. I really actually like this a lot, and I don't think that you're going right. to convince me that yours is better than mine, but I'm going to go with uh, Kate Walsh. Um, I uh, And if you have seen her in the Umbrella Academy... I have not. I think I've only seen her... Very good at kind of being that. I think I've only seen her in Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. So I know she can wear scrubs. I've seen her in Scrubs. There you go. It's not hard for me there to you go. Uh, imagine that. Although she doesn't wear Scrubs in this. There you go. Um, I don't hate that. Oh, fuck. Why am I'm I going not, with that. Why am I not connected to the goddamn internet? It just makes yeah, me something about your internet's weird. My, it's um, freaking me out, man. It made me lose my my uh, email where I had this all set up. Um. Well, that's anticlimactic. Oh, yeah, no, oh, I got to wait until the end of the episode. No, I got yeah, it. You don't really um, remember your shit. Uh, Classic one of them. Uh, one thought was uh, Allison Janney. Damn. Yeah, that would be but good. The problem with her doing it 
is I just feel like she's too tall. She's taller than Clint Eastwood. I mean, she's just too tall. Even, I mean, I don't know. I feel like she needs to be shorter. I guess Louise uh, Fletcher wasn't like super short. But, you know, I feel like Allison Janney's a taller woman. You know, um, know. Kate Walsh, I don't think she's super tall, so that would have been fine. Uh, You know, in in the book, McMurphy is a big motherfucking Irish dude, red hair, everything. Like, he's definitely not Jack Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And obviously, Chief is huge, so. Right. um, But I feel like McMurphy, it's all about the. Uh, confidence and the swagger over the actual size of the guy. In fact, I like, you know, I always think of him as uh, uh, obviously uh, Jack Nicholson and uh, and Harrison, who's also not super tall. Right. He's a, he was a, he's a big motherfucker. Big dude. Yeah. Um, and he had that, you know, just that like, a, uh, he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, God mm. damn it. Why will this not I thought Harrison should have won the Oscar for fucking his portrayal. I know. Fuck! It will not let me connect to the goddamn internet. Well, do you remember the names of these people? Not all of them. Well, then we are fucked. And your internet is one huge Is it? Are you not connected? Oh, shit. It says it is. Yeah, so um, one other one that I had was uh, Laura Linney, but I'm not crazy about it. I thought she did uh, the right look, and she's she very would good. probably do really good. I know, she kind of looks like her. I know. I just didn't know if it would quite be man. Because I don't know. Because Wendy actually, is kind of a nurse it, ratchet anyway. Yeah, and the more I think about it, the more I like it. I like that. I'm gonna go with that. Then right, the, I was wrong. The you, last one. You you bested mine. You bested Kate Walsh. I'm going with Laura Linney. No internet. I have no internet. Do you have internet? I mean, unless she's running, baby. I don't know what you want me to say. Fuck. Well, let me close that. <clears throat> God damn. Yeah, go get that Fuck. phone, baby. God damn motherfucker. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. You're pissed off. How do I get my goddamn notes without this is the sound fucking internet, internet makes? Yeah. Um, so, um, the last one I had for Nurse Ratchet was uh sarah paulson that's good she's great too but you know what i think laura lenny takes the cake for me on that one. Oh shit um and then so do you want to move on to uh fucking uh mcmurphy mcmurph yeah okay i kind of right, like mine all right uh let's see if you got one of mine all right God, this fucking thing is pissing me off. I'm going to go with a dark horse guy who is a little underground, but he gets a lot of work, and he's doing a lot more dramatic stuff recently, Mm -hmm. and he has quickly on the low become one of my favorite actors today, out there today, to the (sighs) point to where if he's in it, I will watch it, Okay, because I've become such a fan of his. And that is uh, Jimmy Simpson. Jimmy Simpson. Yep. Uh, who is that? You would know him as the blonde McPoyle brother. This is your McMurphy? Yes. No. Because, dude, no, you ha- trust me. He would be... Uh, you haven't seen him in 
I've seen him in a lot of things. Dramatic stuff. I've seen him in quite a bit of dramatic stuff. I think he would be great. I think. I mean, it's either that or Shia LaBeouf, dude. All no, right. it's either that or Shia LaBeouf. I That's it. I disagree. That's uh, it on on both accounts. I think that Jimmy Simpson definitely belongs in this movie. Uh, as one I think of he's, the, a, I think he, I think he would be, Murphy. I'm think a massive be, fan of Jimmy Simpson. I think it would be and Jimmy. If you're watching this, I want to apologize for my fucking co-host's rude behavior right now. I think he would be fuck that shit. A you great, could be a great big Murphy. Uh, Tabor, he'd be a great. Which one's Tabor? Uh, Christopher Lloyd. He could be that. He could be. Oh, he's he's breaking I mean, he out of those of roles. He's he breaking out of those roles. It's time for the big time. He is not. It's his time for the big time. No, he is not McMurphy. Dude, I think he could totally do it. Um. So my. McMurphy, the first one that popped in my head was Ryan Reynolds. What the? And I think that's a you, pretty good one. But you sit, you shit on Jimmy Simpson, and then you give me Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah I do. But then thinking further outside the box, why is my fucking internet not working? God damn it! This is really pissing me off, and I can't focus. Um, shit. So Ryan Reynolds, uh, Colin Farrell would be another option, which I, I like kind of like better because like Ryan Reynolds is a little too slick, jackass. Man, you know I what like I mean. That and Colin Farrell is. But I would underrated. like to see Ryan Reynolds do something a little, little more realistic. Colin almost. Farrell is underrated. I still uh, apologize to you for my co-host's rude behavior, Jimmy Simpson. If you're watching, yeah. This. Uh, so Colin Farrell, I had a thought on um, a little. I don't know if this is the right casting, but I feel like he should be in this movie. We've talked about him. Maybe Big Murphy, but he's probably better suited for a uh, like a Harding or something, maybe. But, man, I think he could do Big Murphy, too. Sam Rockwell. I mean, I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah. And I, my fucking internet. He would fucking crush it, actually. I'm ashamed I didn't think of that. Yeah. I was trying to go to Dark Horse. Listen, yeah. Jimmy, you're out. Okay? And then, it's not your um, time. It's not your time, buddy. I think, I think Eventually aged, it will be. I think he's aged out of it, but maybe 10, 15 years ago. No, uh, no not, not Sam. Oh. Uh, the, the last one I had. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. I, See, I just I don't, don't know if he's tough enough. He's too charming. Yeah, too and charming. I feel like that's the problem with... It would uh, be too Iron Man. And I feel like that's the problem with... Sam and Ryan as well. I have, That's why Colin is. I this this better. person has passed away, unfortunately. But if he was alive, he'd be perfect for it. And that would be one Heath Ledger. I think would make a great. Um, I don't uh, know Big Murphy. And then maybe ten years later. Well, the thing about Heath Ledger is, I'm thinking of Heath Ledger, who's been dead for twelve years. You know, right. so like. He would be twelve years older, and he probably would have been perfect. Yeah, it could have. I could maybe see that. It would, However, he's really dead, and we can't cast him. But then, then I would have to say maybe this person would do great as well. I'm thinking maybe a Joaquin Phoenix. You know, I just don't. There's so there's like an essence about the three of those. I don't feel Nicholson, the toughness Phoenix in the Phoenix. Uh oh, Uh-oh. what was that? I don't. No, I sure hope. Oh, it, well, we. I finally lost internet. Is that bad? It could be, but it is still recording. Okay. Uh, what's that popping? We're still recording. Um, it's the Pro Tools. We'll okay. just keep going. Well, let's just finish it quick. Yeah, let's get to. So that's it. That's right, it. Those are the top three. Yeah. Um, and guess what? We've already done our plugs. 
That's right. So okay, so we got one more thing to say. The only thing to say is, Nom in space.